it's July 26, 2021. Welcome to episode 49 of Stop Skeletons from Podcasting. How's everybody doing? This has been this is a late, a late episode. We you normally record these on the first and third Mondays of the month. But we're gonna be off schedule for a little bit, baby. Yeah. And and that and that is because uh we're kinda we're going on a trip. Yeah. We're gonna go visit some family. Gonna visit family in Alaska, and because of that, we are gonna have weird dates. For yeah. our podcast, and just to let you guys know, yeah. this podcast is coming out on twenty seventh, the twenty seventh of July, and the next one will come out on the tenth of August. Yeah, we will still be in Alaska, <laughs> I think. In um, like, oh yeah, we'll definitely still be in Alaska yeah. on Monday. And then for so. people listening on the Patreon in the Discord, it will. And the next one will be recorded on August 9th, twenty twenty one. We're already in August. However. We are here right now recording one currently. Mm-hmm. Derek, how are you doing? Man, I'm doing all right. I'm feeling especially chill uh, this episode. I feel like we're both being especially chill. And also, I I, I want to paint a picture for our uh, our listeners here. Mm-hmm. Grace has not one, but two pillows on her lap. True. For our dog. Yeah, so my, you, my knees kind of slope, slope downward. You could just maybe lower... That chair. No, no, <laughs> no. I prefer the two pillow you even solution. Do it for the dog. No, the two pillow solution is the correct solution. He doesn't seem to mind. He seems he is pancaked, flat out. Yeah, he's a good eyes boy. closed. Yeah, so he he looks comfortable. Mission accomplished. I believe they say. Yeah, man. So how how are you doing, Grace? How am I doing? I'm doing pretty great. You can probably hear that my throat is a little scratchy, but other than that, I'm doing solid. Yeah. Uh, we got, I think like the biggest things I've been thinking about lately, Mm -hmm. Tony Hawk ride. Yes. I have been obsessed with this game. Really? The biggest thing that has happened to us since we last talked, oh, fellow uh, podcast listeners, was we stumbled upon a revelation that Tony Hawk ride and the Tony Hawk ride board are bad we knew that that's that's not impressive that's not what, what, what i found out though mm-hmm. what's been rocking my world is a tony hawk shred which was the sequel to tony hawk ride is good yeah it's uh, it is at least a functioning game and i honestly want to play a little more of it yeah you're hearing it here first folks it will be up on the video on youtube next month but it is now an olympic sport skateboarding but Uncle Tony Hawk there, great Uncle Hawk, was yeah. trying to get the next generation of Olympians uh, way back in, 20, I guess, 20, 2009 was when mm-hmm. Ride came out. 2010 is when Shred came out. Uh, he really believed in the future of these kids. But the sad thing is that Shred got completely ignored, right? Well, yeah, because so the only sales numbers I was able to find for it was um for the first week it came out it only sold 3000 units. Yeah. For comparison, the Tony Hawk ride sold about 100,000. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's I don't know yep. if it's first week or first month. And also they, but, I mean, it was if you if you had a Tony Hawk ride board, you could have just gotten the game shred. But back then for ride, you would have have had to have had gotten the the skateboard yeah with the game so even though there are a the lot of 120 dollar skate- bundle yeah the decks were out there so even even though you didn't have to rebuy the deck 
Because it was the same skateboard. Exact same skateboard. It just worked now. Yeah. That was the biggest difference is they actually made it, it functional. I guess we, so, we've said that before, but I cannot understate how unfunctional Tony Hawk Ride is. Yes. There's a tutorial <laughs> a tutorial where they ask you to do a, a flick flip trick. And I swear it is, one, very difficult to do it. And two, impossible for the game, for whatever reason during that tutorial, to acknowledge that you did it. Mm -hmm. Because it wants you to do it in a very specific, like, spot on the track. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's one of the most difficult things I've ever tried to do in video games. Yeah, I swear. Feeding the, defeating the final boss in Dark Souls 2. <laughs> Nothing. Nothing? In my sleep. Uh, in your sleep? Um, How about you... Ninja Gaiden, the, the entire series? Grace, I, I, I roll over. Yeah. Because I'm still sleeping. Oh, so wow. easy. Damn. <laughs> Dang. Grace, you can't do anything to me because I got invincibility on Goldeneye so easy. Yep. Mm -hmm. uh, and it, it was, it's, you unlock Shin Long in Street Fighter 2. Yeah, it's the it's, original version. No I mean, problem. We actually tried, to, we did like, re, we did like research for this, like trying to go back to like Reddit posts and stuff and YouTube videos in 2009 and people were having trouble with it then. Oh, yeah. Like the same exact problems that we are having in terms of being unable to get the board to calibrate. Oh, the calibration to the, too. To the machine. That's going to be in the video. And or <laughs> just work for this one specific trick task. I mean, And or not crash a few times because we got yeah. a few crashes as well. Can't straight up crash. All of that stuff. No, that, that was happening back in. But with Tony Hawk Shred. Good old like, 99. It was like do a move. And I did the move. And I was thinking like, oh, I didn't quite like lean back and, and tilt rotate yeah. as much as i probably should have oh, no. and um i was like oh i'm not gonna get points for that and then i didn't you know i was like oh i need i, I should have my form should have been better for this trick mm -hmm. and i felt like there was like actual but tony feedback. was there he was there to lift you up on his bird wings yeah help you out make you a better skater <laughs> he believes in you and he believed in tread and it actually is really good that that's the the big i think the normal thing tell your friends tell all your friends yeah tony hawk shred it's it, it, it's is it like the dj hero of of it's like it's because cause well, dj, DJ hero's bad no it's not oh my gosh dj hero we have, we have so many arguments dj about hero this. is maybe not great it's i i think it's great it also was 120 dollars fine wasn't it cheaper than that? No, I thought DJ Hero was actually both, cheaper. They were actually the same price. They were both $120. The, the problem is, is nobody really paid attention to DJ Hero or it kind of it kind of came out and it was this neat thing. The the plastic instrument toys, uh that 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 you know, the guitar hero and rock band and all of those, it was dying. It was it was on its way out uh by the time Tony Hawk Ride came out and by the time DJ Hero came out. Uh and it's like DJ Hero and Tony Hawk Shred at that point just the audience had moved on. The public had moved on. No one really cared. And so they were. it was just really bad timing. But listen, we talk a lot about games and stuff on here with like wacky peripherals and things. And oftentimes, we talk about things that are rather expensive. Mm -hmm. And uh, I know what it's like to be on a budget, to, yeah. have, to, have, to have to be living under a certain, you know, under or at your means. I would say that like if you, for a couple of bucks, if you can find a Tony Hawk shred board at a local joint and you probably can <laughs> and then a copy of tony hawk shred unless you live in the seattle area because i'm pretty sure we bought most of them <laughs> yeah there's at least two that are no longer there anymore <laughs> that'll be explained in the video but uh yeah my copy of tony hawk shred 
on 360 was literally 50 cents. Game yeah. case, instruction books, order. Everything. Yeah, complete in box. Complete in box. 50 cents. <laughs> but fun, weirdly enough, because we wanted to do our due diligence, uh, we also got the Wii version just to see if it could possibly work with the Wii balance board. Because we at the time didn't know anything about how these games work. But yeah. the Wii version of Tony Hawk Shred ended up being 250 which was, I think, the most expensive game that we will cover in the uh, the Tony Hawk Ride uh, videos coming up, which is going to have some. Uh, we have to. We we've seen the best. Now we got to see the rest, right? Mm-hmm. We saw Tony Hawk Shred killing it, so then we bought a handful of other skateboarding type games for the Wii Balance Board. Yeah, uh, and then also the the Tony Hawk Shred board has like a lot of buttons on the side of it. Well, you know us. So, you know what that You means. know about our show, um, punching, let's see what I can do with this controller that it's not supposed to do, wait. Yep. Our famous show. And um, it's, I don't know if, how much I should get into it because I'm still quite upset about it. Well, okay, upset's the wrong word. Um, I, because I was basically, I have been in charge of writing and doing most of the testing for this video. And... It's like, man, this board is like so close to being good. <laughs> yeah. But there's so many little things where it just like won't work sometimes or it like, ooh. But um, I but think you, you mean most... specifically in the instance of like trying to use this board as something yes. other than it's intended for. Yes. Because it has like sometimes it just won't turn on. Yeah, it has, it has the four face buttons and the four diagonal or uh, directional buttons. Yeah. It basically has an entire Xbox 360 or whatever, you know, controller. Minus the trigger buttons and the bumpers. Yes, minus the shoulder buttons and analog sticks. But but also the, the various motions and stuff sometimes do. Yeah. They sometimes uh, shoulder buttons. sometimes do pick up. At the same time, I'm not sure. The more that I've been tinkering with it though, I'm not certain if they are picking up or if something is just going haywire and it seems like <laughs> And it, and my brain, you know how the human brain just tries to find meaning in like senseless acts? Yeah. Just wants to create some kind of pattern out of the senseless, hellish world that we're in. So perhaps my brain has played tricks on me and thinking that the Tony Hawk <laughs> ride board's motion controls occasionally work. But I also highly suspect that they don't. Yeah. <laughs> what else oh the the fun oh well well i don't want to spoil too much of the video but i do want to give a shout out to um tony tony hawk silent hill hd2 edition wait what am i saying i want to give a shout out to the silent hill hd collection for the xbox 360 which as far as i can tell and it's it's hard for me to say because derek doesn't have a ton of xbox 360 fighting games but in I don't weirdly enough, yeah. In our collection, it has the most like the best like button mapping available in any 360 game. Yeah. Um because you're able to map also map movement <laughs> to anything you want, mm-hmm. which is awesome. And that's a such a rare thing. Games like having full fully com- com- uh, combustible, oh my god, customizable buttons is like such a rare thing now usually it's like here are five four maybe just two different presets and that's it yeah to see full customization ridiculous and you need that for games uh you need that for controllers like this (laughs) 
And yeah, I think I, you know why I, why I didn't get into fighting games on 360 is because the D pad on the 360 sucks. Ugh. But you don't you have like fight sticks and stuff? I thought you bought a 360 um, fight stick. I did, but that was it. It, it, it plugs in USB, and I think you can use it for either Xbox or PS3. Uh, so it was effectively a PlayStation 3 fight stick. Yes. And now I, I have a handful of fighting games on PS3. Yeah, Because the true. D-pad on, on a PS3 controller is like default better. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to talk about another video that we're doing. I'm really excited to talk about this video uh, because, well, first off, I want to say the Tony Hawk video. Uh, the reason why we're doing that is because that one won uh, the, the Narrowly the won. Let me double check it. Hold on. Because we set the poll on Patreon to choose our next video. And uh, we set it for the following Monday and not the upcoming Monday. So it act- instead of running for three days, it ran for 10 or something like that. Yeah. Um, but Tony Hawk Ride won. Uh, it was really, really close. Tony Hawk Ride, 135 votes. And then uh, actually Resident Evil De- Degeneration Punching Weight got number two uh, with 122 votes. And it was neck and neck, with, uh, neck and neck with I put my face in an N64 game with 120 votes. Oh my God. But then not far behind was Bad Apple, the history of the demo scenes Can't Play Doom, which was 105 votes, which is, again, that is in fact last place. That's not bad. But all three of these cleared triple figures. And at best, it was all between like 30 points. So... Tony Hawk went first. We're going to do all these. Basically, all of them have to happen just based on the reaction to them. And the crazy thing about the Bad Apple one is I feel like that is something that a lot of people don't know. Yeah. There were a handful of people that responded to the Bad Apple thing in the Pokemon Mini uh, video. And that's basically there's like a music video and animation. Yeah. Can you can you back up and explain what Bad Apple is? Actually, this you could probably do it better than me to be honest okay <laughs> this really you found us this is your your uh, uh baby. yeah it's kind of like my thing but uh so in the beginning there was a uh series of shitty game kusage yeah called uh toho yeah and i do not know much about the game series itself i've actually never played it Derek, have you played much Toho? They're, they're, they're bullet hell games. Okay. Uh, and they have some pretty rad music. Uh, and they have gigantic stories. And I just know that, that there's an incredible like fan base around them. And that's really about all I know. Yeah, it seems like there's a lot of lore. There's Absolutely. a lot of yes. really adorable babelicious babes mm-hmm. in, in the game. And that you know what? That's enough to sustain a fan, fan base for decades. <laughs> as far as I can tell, that has been more than enough. And so there's many games, but... In 2011, someone uploaded a fan-made music video of one of the songs in the game uh, called Bad Apple. Yeah. And basically, it's a kind of a simple video. It's a black and white. It's like computer animated. And But the thing about this video is it's a really catchy song. The video is really visually interesting. And from what I understand, if you are a Toho fan... All of there are so many little in jokes and references and like characterization that just really like fits the series and it's just mm-hmm. really awesome. Actually, uh, in the chat, um, they're saying that the, the, the game the, the games themselves may be kind of thin, but it's just a lot of supplementary lore content, but it's a lot of fandom. Oh, much of it is just fan canon. Yeah. Okay. Oh, sorry, fanon. Oh, yeah, fanon. Right. 
yeah, yeah. Fan so canon. anyway, there's a lot. If if you like this game, you don't need me to tell you about it because you really like. This but game. it is a very niche kind of. Uh, it's not a series that a ton of like I I know that it exists, but that's about it. Well, yeah, but, but still. The, the thing is, is this video it still managed to go viral like way back in like I want to say 2011, 2009. I do not remember when. And um, since then, like because of its virality, people who you know want to tinker around with weird devices, they've decided like, can this calculator run Bad Apple? Essentially, yeah. like it is basically. Um, it became its own doom. It's, it's yeah. In the world of it's called demo scenes when you try to put like a video onto a thing, mm -hmm. <laughs> and yeah, it's basically its own. Can it run Doom? And the way that I found out about it is actually because there is someone managed to put Bad Apple onto the Pokemon Mini, you know, crunchy sound sound oh, and yeah. all. And um, I just thought that was so cool. And the more I read about it, the more like invested I got in it. And I, I want to make a little mini documentary on it. And that's that's basically what what that video is all about. Mm -hmm. That's my pitch. Yeah. And then uh, putting my face in an N64 game. We 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 pitched this one. Was that earlier this year or was it last year? I don't remember because what is time? But um, we wanted to do a video basically on the Game Boy camera. Uh, but we didn't. We just said Game Boy camera video. People are like, that's been done before. You know what has not been done before? Is getting a Japanese Game Boy camera uh, and getting a Japanese 64DD and a copy of SimCity 64. Yeah. And then with the transfer pack, taking a picture of yourself using the Game Boy transfer pack and then putting that picture basically making a me based off of a picture of you and putting that face onto a person in a sim city game yes and that's and that was also that is my dream that is i woke up one day i had a little a little cloud over my heart and i realized i've never been able to drown Derek in a pool in sim city yeah <laughs> 64 mm -hmm. Well, no, and that, today I hope this dream will be realized. Well, I don't. You, I, it's not going to be The Sims, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like maybe you can. I'm not that familiar with the history of The Sims either, yeah. so I, I'm not really sure what to expect. Well, The Sims Sim is just inside of a house. Sim City is outside of the house building. Oh, it's it's the yeah. whole city, baby. So what you could do is you could put it's like me, Arkham Asylum. No, you could put me in a residential Arkham area city, and baby. then just like bulldoze everything around me and then put like a road to nowhere so i can't go anywhere that's kind of poetic and that and that that's, i think that's probably the best you can do as opposed to like just put somebody <laughs> in a room and then remove the door and then put it, all the fireplaces in there <laughs> we'll find out we'll find out we'll do what we can and then the last one yeah uh resident evil degeneration punching way engage plus iphone uh hot off the heels you know it's so resident evil infinite darkness just just came out and it is not the first time that Capcom has put out shitty CG movies based on Resident Evil. That um, that hardly make any sense. Yeah, ab yeah, absolutely. Just absolute nonsense. Fun, absolutely. We were in China the last scene, and now without we're, any in between, we are suddenly underground in Virginia. Yeah. No idea how we got there. Yeah, it's that. Oh man, Infinite Darkness. <laughs> let it wash over you. It is absolute. Garbo. I thought it was pretty hilarious. It was always very entertaining. I, I like I cheered when Leon came on screen. That kind yeah. of thing. Uh, but they'd made another movie a long time ago. Uh, and they uh, made an N-Gage game based on that. And mm -hmm. I believe I need to double check this. I believe uh, the 
um, like iPhone versions of Resident Evil 4 are based on this N-Gage version of Resident Evil Degeneration. And it is very much like based on Resident Evil 4, like for the GameCube and all of that. And uh, just, I, I, I played it a little bit. Actually, I streamed some yeah. on the Discord. Uh, I played some, I was playing Resident Evil 4 on iPad. And then uh, I was like, all right, this game's kind of, this game's kind of fun, kind of bad. It was a good time. And then we just switched over to uh, uh, to play Resident Evil De- Degeneration on my iPhone. And it played so much better. Mm-hmm. It was like day and night. Absolutely. a Like a game that was built for the iPhone versus a game that was like, I guess we'll try and fucking put this thing on an iPhone. <laughs> uh, so I'm really excited to talk about that and my segue for all of this. Mm-hmm. Well, wait, can I say something real quick? Oh, yes. Um, so most YouTube channels do not tell everyone in the world what videos they are working on before they make them for fear that someone else will steal their ideas. However, we don't have that fear. No. <laughs> We're pretty sure no one else is going to be doing this. Nobody else is going to be like, oh, Tony Hawk Ride. I was going to do now. People have already done the Tony Hawk Ride. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but none of them had the no, none of them were had the bravery to, to play Shred and also compare them to uh, Sean White's skateboarding on the Wii. Which well, is also- none, none. I guess the other ones didn't have a compulsive <laughs> Wii like game shopping habit where they were like, it's it's a Wii game and it's a dollar. Do you know what you're going to make a video out of with it? No. And then I'm like, all right, well, you're spending your own money on it. <laughs> no, because we were working on the skateboard video and I had and I was like, hey, here's some yeah. other Wii skateboarding games. You're like, you have to buy them with your own money. It's like they're a dollar. It doesn't matter. It does matter. But <laughs> it's the um, principle. So the Resident Evil Degeneration uh, iPhone game, that's going to be a, a brand new uh, show that we're working on. And uh, uh, because that game is digital only, mm-hmm. much like iPhone games are. Uh, and it, they are, it is now delisted, in a sense. Uh, and that, so we're having a new show called Delisted. Uh, and that's going to be uh, debuting um, soon, but not with that video. Not yeah. with that game. Yep. Uh, and not with Azebo either, because Azebo is all digital. And that's gone. So those games just vanished. Uh, so in the interest of games preservation, talking about games that are digital only, that are now vanished from digital stores, uh, we are debuting a new episode, or the first episode of D-List. It's going to be uh, for Blaster Master Overdrive. And that is not to be confused with Blaster Master Zero, which is now a damn... Tr- which I, I will become a... Is, is a trilogy now. I think that third one is coming out... Like, On the 29th. Friday or something like that. Yeah, it's coming out very soon. Uh, if you go to Sunsoft's website, and you go to their Blaster Master page, uh, they have pictures and stuff talking about like the the nes original and the genesis sequel i believe uh the game boy color remake and uh even the ps1 blaster master game and then all this stuff about blaster master zero conspicuously there's no blaster master overdrive on this website because blaster master overdrive is terrible or actually putting more time into it i realized it is painfully mediocre is the PSX Blaster Master extremely underwhelming? That game's fine. No, Blaster Master Blasting Again, uh, which is the PS1 sort of remake sequel. There's actually a lot of lore in the Blaster Master series. I forget exactly where that falls. Uh, I believe that is the one that made the like the Scholastic book, the the like the Blaster Master book, Worlds of Power book. That one became canon in the Blaster Master uh, PS1 game. 
goodness. That is a lot of Blaster Master information. Because Sunsoft has always cared about this franchise. Well, it was really the so only long. franchise they had. Well, they also have. They, it, it, it is, but it isn't. They also have like gimmick and um, I, I mean, Journey to Silius was supposed to be a Terminator game, but they had to remove the Terminator license, but they could have turned that in their own thing. They Instead, they immediately like licensed it out to someone else and they just pooped on it mm-hmm. and ruined it, right? Isn't that what happened? For Journey to Silius or, or uh, Blaster Master? Talking about Journey to Silius. No, Journey to Silius they made and it was just, I think what happened, it kind of you kind of get the sense that because like there's still audio allusions to the Terminator soundtrack mm. and uh, the final boss of Journey to Silius is obviously a Terminator. Um, I think what they did is they just decided to change a couple of things and release the game as it was <laughs> uh, because similar to like Batman and Gremlins 2 they are technically great licensed games but in terms of like actually being like the movies they're based on like fucking nothing at all zero mm-hmm. percent <laughs> um Batman's in it and so is the Joker but other than that like he's almost nothing <laughs> similar uh so I I, I think for Drain to Silius no it was just they had a finished game, but they lost a license, so they just eleventh hour like changed a couple things, you know. Anyway, but for Blaster Master Overdrive, tell me about delisted. I'm really excited about this show because um, it's 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 kind of a, it's because I do believe games preservation is important, and I do think that like uh, people, people might not realize it, but punching weight. We kind of think of it. It is a spotlight, of course, of the weird, ambitious, and unnecessary. But we also sort of think of it as a show. Like, is this something that people, other people can't do? Is this something that's hard to do? Yeah. Is, and that's one of the criteria we have for when we make an episode is mm-hmm. like, is is this something that people can easily access? No. And then if it's not, that actually makes it much more likely for us to make it just yeah. because we want people to know about it, you know? Try and go, try and go deep on these, you know, weird peripherals and what kind of dumb shit can you do with them? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I wanted to make this first episode... Uh, about a, about a game probably no one remembered because I think preserving games is important. I think bad games deserve preservation too because uh, there's history in that too. There's 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 history. I, I've said before, uh, history is written by the, the the great winners and the great losers, right? Uh, the great successes and the great failures. This is absolutely one of the great failures. Uh, there's a little more history that I was able to dig up with uh, uh, with Sunsoft's history and kind of like what they were trying to do with uh, Blaster Master Overdrive, but it just didn't work for them. And I think it's just like, I don't, I mean, it didn't make a huge splash when it came out. I don't even think I was aware of it when it came out in 2010. And I don't really recall people like talking about it much ever since. And yeah, we're it, it's it's a show called Delisted and the, the we made the logo like look like the PT font. Because yes, PT is probably the most famous delisted game of all time. But I don't want to just talk about that one. I I, I and that's I feel like if you if you've been following me, you know that's that's definitely my thing. Is I don't just care about what the popular and well-known thing is. I w- I want the weird stuff. I want to go deep. I want to look beneath the surface. And so I'm really excited that the Blaster Master uh uh video is coming out. Also, um, I mentioned this on a stream um cuz I did actually stream some Blaster Master uh, Overdrive. Like, uh, back in 2017, when Blaster Master uh, Zero One uh, first came out, I actually wanted to do a big Blaster Master retrospective on kind of like the whole series. 
and I didn't end up doing that. But I did end up writing like about two and a half something pages and getting a lot of gameplay footage for all the games. I, I really kind of got pretty far along before I think uh, I just realized that was around the time also 2017 where I realized, oh, kind of like Nintendo and Super Nintendo and Genesis, that era of kind of retro, there's just not an enormous audience for it. And that's kind of when we did start focusing more on PS1, PS2 around the time we started going heavy on N64 and mm-hmm. that was just more people were interested in that. Um, but I was able to use some gameplay footage and uh, take bits and pieces of that like early finished portion of the script and put it in this new one. So people were like clamoring for, uh, you know, that that big, I don't know, 10 page, 20, 30 minute Blaster Master retrospective. Uh, you're going to get a little a little piece of that in this video. And I'm, I'm, ha- I'm yeah. happy with how it came out. Yeah, yeah. And, that, and that's basically what we've been thinking about. That's like kind of... Period. Like, that's all we've been thinking about. Well, we've also been thinking about bagels and chocolate stuff. Yeah. And dogs. But besides that... And also visiting our family uh, for the first time in like a year, year and a half. Mm-hmm. Or I guess, yeah. We haven't been back to Alaska since um, 2019. Like, wh- I think pandemic was did we go to in christmas maybe i think we did didn't we something like that yeah it's, it's hard it's, to remember we go every year so it's hard to remember we, we, we used to yeah but we had it in a while and actually I, I i don't it might have even been before that yeah when did i pull all my shit out of storage yes it was yeah 2019 we were there for new year's 2020 and uh it'll be good to go back in the summertime yay sunshine the, i think the last few times i've gone to alaska it's been in the winter time which sucked so yeah yeah so that'll be exciting i i don't know um for people in the patreon i'm not sure i i have a feeling we might only get one video out on the patreon for you guys to watch early this month but we'll we'll see we got tony hawk's still a dark horse but it's a bit further behind than i would like Mm -hmm. at this moment unfortunately and blaster master is uh being edited at the moment actually after this i believe we have have a cut to watch um so uh yeah, Tony Hawk is coming. A Blastmaster is coming, and then also, I'm just excited to kind of have a new show. I've I've, I've loved doing Punching Weight, and Grace is kind of back with uh, Past Mortems. But Delisted for me is going to be a show of like, it, it's it's kind of it's it's different. It's it's gonna be something kind of new. And also, man, next month is August. That's gonna be my 14 year anniversary doing this YouTube thing. Uh, and for me, I've always just switched up the style. I've always done something different. I always do things until I get kind of not necessarily bored with it. Why? I just I'm always I got the ADHD man. I do stuff and then I get more ideas and I do something else. So this is gonna be like another kind of like a, a chapter of that. So I'm excited and also it is something that I think is is, is like definitely like important, ethically mm-hmm. you know good to do. So I think it'll be uh, kind of working on multiple multiple facets for me. So. We actually have a couple of uh, questions for us. Just like, just a little, we put out a call on Twitter. We put yeah. out a call on Patreon. And um, there were a few questions that all kind of fell into similar categories. And they, they happened, there were so many people who asked like, kind of the same thing that I was like, oh, we should definitely talk about it. All right. But, um, all right, so I will ask, I'm not going to directly read anyone's question because th- this question came up a lot. But basically, what is your favorite weird gaming peripheral? 
in terms of function and in terms of how they make the games better or worse. Actually, I did read that directly from Einzo on Twitter. (laughs) Yeah, I saw a handful of people saying like, what's your, yeah, what's your favorite like weird peripheral to play with? And uh, when I, when I thought about it, I saw one question kind of framed, you know, what's your favorite way to play? Because we started doing this so often, I don't really play goofy peripherals outside of work, right? Mm. <laughs> it kind of became a job and it kind of became a thing I had to do. And so, honestly, and people ask an awful lot about burnout. I'm going to also kind of answer that question as well. Uh, it's good to have a separation between work and not work, right? Work and home, uh, even though we work from home. But it's more important to even have more more important than ever to have the separation. So... Uh, when I'm off the clock uh, anymore, I don't really. I play normal controller shit. You've been playing Call of Duty lately, which is which I You've still don't think I hate like playing but, Call of Duty lately. Yeah, <laughs> and you get you get so grumpy. I do because I yeah I don't know I don't I don't I don't know if I like Call of Duty, but I'm you probably and, don't like Call of Duty despite having sunk like 20 hours into it this month. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> free on PSN, and I was like, why not? I don't know, but anyway. Uh oh yeah yeah I need to play yeah we need to play Halo that that is true sorry yes Chad I was talking up Halo the a couple episodes ago I need to get back on that shit but my favorite peripheral I I really really like the mouse I love to me well let's let's, (laughs) you're gonna have to be specific as YouTube's gaming mouse czar yeah you you represent the mouse to the people I really the thing that that really lit the fire in my soul for this Mm -hmm. was the N64 mouse was the possibility that like holy shit this works with every game and like i I just playing i I know that you can play like goldeneye with like various cheats and stuff through emulation or various remakes and stuff online that is great that is wonderful that is awesome but there's just something about that i it's a mouse that says nintendo on it and at the end of the mouse is a cord that has the N64, you know, uh, controller dongle. That it, it, it just something about that is so fucking cool to me, and uh, the fact that you can just go through the entire collection just to see it's, to, it, it's just to me it's like you're standing on a mountain that is full of like bones. Here's a pickaxe, go nuts! <laughs> it is just like you find it. It is, you know, hey, you are a world-class DJ. Here's a basement of all this rare vinyl. Go. I guess it's that equivalent to me. Mm-hmm. It's just like, really, this was just so much fun. And it really, and, and it felt like I was discovering something. Uh, also, not only was I having a lot of fun, but I was like, nobody else on the internet's dumb enough to do this shit. <laughs> so that was really, that that was one of my favorite ones. That, that That's my favorite. And also like doing that plus the VMU on the dreamcast yeah just the sheer amount of wacky and weird stuff that that could do i think the vmu when people talk about the dreamcast being ahead of its time and being this kind of like man sega went for it and just they swung as hard as they could and they still couldn't get out of the park they just couldn't and you think about all that they achieved with the dreamcast i don't think people give enough credit to the vmu you know what's weird is i was trying to think i was thinking about this question and my first thought was 
the Dreamcast fishing rod. Like, and as someone who grew up playing games in the PlayStation 2 era, like, so I, I had never even heard of the Dreamcast before, mm-hmm. like, 2000, you know, before I met Derek, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and so... Be, knowing me, you'll that'll happen. Yeah, yeah. So I, <laughs> like, I have zero nostalgia for this. Yeah. You know, I, but for me, just being able to, like, take the fishing controller and play, uh, like, fighting games with it and just yeah. how well it worked or playing... Um, I'm I'm having a hard time even remembering was, the video. It was like Soul like, Caliber, and then also like it was, did we do Mister Driller? Mr. Driller that's yeah. what I thought. Mister Yeah, Mister Driller was the game kind that of amazing. Everything. Yeah, but for me, like when 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 we were able to play Silent Scope with the mouse and the VMU, my back turned away from the screen. I wasn't even looking at the TV. It wasn't good, but I was actually able to get a couple of headshots because mm-hmm. you can look at the VMU and you can use the mouse and aim. That was just this is so awesome. So, so, the the fishing so reel, the fishing reel is very cool. Yeah, it is very cool. Just but, like that that sense of a surprising fidelity with like there's nothing more magical. I I still firmly believe this than when a motion controller just works the way that yeah. it's supposed to. It's kind of like when Bluetooth works, <laughs> and you know you're like, oh my gosh, my phone is syncing up to this idiot speaker i bought for 10 bucks you know it's just like it's amazing it is the future it's how things should be yeah conversely there is nothing more i want to burn this entire world to the ground than when bluetooth doesn't work or you know when tony hawk motion doesn't work yeah exactly (laughs) when something when a motion controller doesn't work it's so terrible but the the dreamcast fishing rod was just so amazing in that regard and i kind of like wish so in that, retrospect that's, that's your favorite one? that's mine in retrospect i wish we had like kind of highlighted it more in that like that dreamcast super video we made i kind of yeah. wish we had split up all of the peripherals and made now, each of them gave each of them their own video yeah and i think it was uh we did do dreamcast peripherals and then we did vmu vmu got its own video and i think it's because we were going to make a big there's giant. so much for the vmu and we re- yeah we kind of were we made those videos back to back and we realized vmu did have enough room for its own space but I, I think it was just for the peripherals videos like that especially for dreamcast we probably have to buy i think we did have to buy a bunch of stuff already yeah and we had to put kind of a hard limit on what we could buy because oh, we because we did the dreamcast peripherals video and the ds slot video we worked on those concurrently even though the ds slot video i think came out a couple months later so we ended up buying a ton of shit and not even everything that we wanted. And yeah. We discussed in the videos even some stuff that we like. We actually regret even had someone uh, ask on Twitter if we have a DJ. Wait, no, a Magic Kid slider. Yeah, and we and we do can, not game. No, we don't. I still have that stupid piano. Don't fucking <laughs> piano. And the chat asking why I'm not repping the Wu Tang Clan controller because uh, apparently the Wu Tang Clan controller sucks. <laughs> apparently, it is not well built. Doesn't have any analog sticks, uh, and it is redonk expensive extremely expensive stupid expensive um uh and i don't have my metal fingers for holding hot shit like that um it looks pretty fun it looks pretty bad but unfortunately there's only there's only so much that one uncle can do yeah Uh, i wanted to talk about a, a, a question that we got on patreon okay basically they're asking about doom guy talking about doom yeah and 
In the manual for the original Doom, it states that just before the game starts, Doom Guy is waiting for an elevator while his crew goes on and tries to stop the demons, but are promptly all slaughtered. Then he proceeds to go out and wipe out the entire forces of hell single-handedly. Like, what's up with that? Like, was the rest of his team total trash? Uh, did the demons just get super cocky or something? Wanted to know my thoughts on the matter. Can I answer first? Oh, okay. I have an answer first. Um, did any of those other guys have their pet bunny murdered before they got murdered on the elevator? Yeah. No? Next question. <laughs> <laughs> I think, okay. I think, this is a John Wick parable. Doom yeah. is a John Wick style parable. <laughs> Here's the I thing. Really, I, we should call John Wick a Doom parable. I really like Doom. Yes. The Doom lore that they established in like Doom Eternal and in, 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 uh, in Doom 2016. Uh, because if you think about it, I think because Doom 16 is canonically like, you know, uh, Doom 4 after Doom 64. Oh, my God. And all that. Right. And if you think about Doom 1, Doom 2, Doom 64, and then up to this point, you know, Doom and then up to Doom, Doom Eternal, all that. If you think about it canonically, when people die, usually they stay dead in Doom. Right. Or they come back as a cool cyber demon or whatever. If you think about all of the all of Doom as one continuum. And in this canon, you never died. If you think about it, if you played through all earlier Doom games and you never died, that would make you some kind of like in insane like god, right? And I think it's kind of crazy. Think about like, yeah, Doom guy is to this person's to Joel uh, asked the question here. It is kind of weird that like, yeah, how come this guy just managed to kill Doom, kill all of hell single handedly? I don't know. But that they they work backwards from that, and it's like literally to be able to do that, you would have to be some kind of like god or some some person of in you'd be some crazy legend. And the ending to Doom sixty four is instead of going back home, you just stay in hell to make sure this shit doesn't ever happen again. And then the plot to Doom sixteen is they cannot kill the Doom Slayer. So they just entomb him in a stone and throw him away. They managed to trap him they, somehow. They tra yeah, and I don't, I, I don't know if they ever they actually they, those games went kind of crazy with the lore. They might have actually explained it. I don't know, like how he was able to be trapped. Yeah, and was, I, I, was, I, I just, just a little sleepy. I just really like that kind of level of. It's not even like really retconning, but it's sort of. Um, I feel like the first, the first thing that I saw ever do that. And this is a and stick with me here. It kind of reminds me of why I really liked Adventure Time, because Adventure Time started off as this kind of like just ridiculous show about Finn and Jake battling monsters and making friends and high-fiving, you know, uh, and eating pie. And then at a certain point, they're like, well, we have all these established characters and stuff. Maybe we should actually like try and figure out what this world is. And they kind of worked backwards. And it's sort of like, okay, well... If there's Billy and there's Princess Bubblegum and there's all this stuff, and they kind of like actually constructed a real ass world around it. And I feel like ever since then, I felt, I'm not, this is just like only my perception and maybe I, there are other things that have done this before Adventure Time, but it was like, you know, those, in, those times where you're like, hey, I'm watching DuckTales, I'm watching Tailspin, and you're like, well, how did, how did Scrooge McDuck get his money? How, like, what kind of, what does he do for, like, what, what goes on in, these cartoons just kind of think about them and, and put them into the real world and how would they work in the real world? And I feel like you still had people making fun, you know, TV shows and video games, but then there was that challenge of like, okay, well, here's this ridiculous TV, ridiculous cartoon or action game. How would this work in the real world? 
just as a fun thought exercise. And I think when you get through that, you suddenly have like this character of the Doom Slayer in, in Doom 2016. It's like, yeah, he's an unstoppable force, but you would be too if you had somehow beaten all these games without ever dying, right? <laughs> Think about it. He never dies. They, they, all of and so, he was he was playing on ultra nightmare mode or whatever. yeah exactly exactly. If you think you think about literally if, if we're talking canon Doom, how how many literally like thousands of demons did you kill in the in the span of these games? They threw so they threw everything at you. They threw literal armies at the Doom Slayer and they couldn't take him out. <laughs> and they're they're terrified of him they would be and i just think that so i don't have around the a campfire they all sing dunna, dunna. yeah wait like wait. don't don't look that like you know the you know the bloody mary they say don't say don't say bloody mary uh in a mirror or she'll come and you know they say that about the doom slayer yeah they don't even adorable. speak your name you know like maybe you maybe your name actually is john but they don't say they don't know what his name is he's just the doom slayer yeah i that that's just fun to me mm-hmm. so that this and maybe Joel, your question was part of that, like kind of thought exercise. It's kind of fun, like you know, because the original Doom never thought that far ahead. It <laughs> oh, was just, absolutely not. Yeah, in fact, they they uh, Tom Hall ha- tried to have a bigger story, and they kind of fired him for it, or he just did, he or he left. I forget exactly, but they tried to have a bigger story for Doom, uh, and Carmack was like not interested in stuff. Um, so they were just fine with this little, you know, blurb of a, of a whatever the story was. And didn't really care what implications it had for the game, but then that the, that this new mantle that the, the baton was passed to a new generation, and they took it upon themselves to try and like kind of like take this established thing and then fill out a world around it. I really like that. I like that. It feels like it's a thing that's only happened in the last like you know ten or so years of media. Mm-hmm. It's fun. So that was like five or six questions all smooshed together. But there you go. Yeah. Um. I'm. I'm like. I'm like whelmed. I'm trying to think of like what we talked about. Oh, there is somebody that said, um, <laughs> like I guess way back in the day in a super old. Oh, when I reviewed Doom, uh, the custom PlayStation edition, uh, I said something about like buying Doom one last time on XBLA. Um, and this. Oh, was, the last time you'll ever buy Doom. That's, yeah, that's hilarious. When did that come out? That was 2010. 10 maybe. Oh. How many times have you bought Doom and Doom Two since then? So right. at least I'm can, not. Even, I'm gonna. I'm, can I'm I guess? Not even gonna answer that question, Grace. What? What's important is um, why that, not? Uh, because all right. So when why I why are you scared? When I made that Doom video, because here's the thing, Grace. I have been. I have made videos, a lot of videos that have not aged well, because I was ahead of the curve. Wow. And this me talking about Doom on PS One and then Doom sixty four was I my recollection is that was like just before or pretty far before the greater doom renaissance like leading up to doom 16 and since then everyone just like yeah doom's great it's awesome it's it's been here it's all you know sun sets at night water is wet and doom is awesome these are the three things that are we can we depend on gravity works and all that that was not the case like back in 2010 doom was like this thing that like no one really cared about or it was, it was, I think it was like, you know, there were still people making Doom mods and that community was there, but the greater gaming sphere, like, I don't think a lot of he- people liked Doom, but nobody was, it wasn't the celebrated great thing. I don't think not what it is now. Mm-hmm. And so honestly, when I made, I made those videos, it was like, man, I fucking love Doom. And I just feel like, Hey, there's a little more, uh, I got something I want to say about these games. And I also felt like I've said this many times. I made the video on Doom 64 back in 20, 
13? But I made that video originally because I felt like it had been completely forgotten. No one remembered that game. And I bought it for a, a fucking nickel on eBay. Played it for a few minutes and was blown away how good it held up. And uh, now it got re-released. Now it's like put in the official canon. And so in this instance, this this tweet kind of like, you know, hey, making fun of me for uh, being being wrong. You know, hashed, what, what's, you know, what's did poorly aged game takes uh, on Twitter. How which, is that even a, por- a gaming take? I don't. But how many have you bought I since? Did, well, okay, and then we talked. Yeah, I need to know. Well, th- here's the thing is. Because uh, so, I also like to make fun of you. Like, <laughs> I did buy Doom 64 when it came out on uh, uh, limited run games. But we were lucky enough to get download codes for the Switch and PS2 ver- or PS4 versions. That's true. But I did download Doom 64 on Game Pass for Xbox. So there's that. And also the X. Wait, this is about the XBLA ones, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I, and I, um, and well, I, Doom I, I, three. No, I already had the Doom three. You already had Doom three in two thousand ten. Yeah. Okay. Um. Sure. I guess. Well, I, 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 I have, I, oh, I, did, I did buy the PC versions again because uh, it's like Doom and Ultimate Doom and and like uh, TNT Plutonia Experiment. A lot of those was like on they were on Steam sale for like super cheap, so I scooped them all up. Um, I guess you know, like I've 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 bought Doom 16 for PS4 and Switch and PC, and now I also technically have it on Xbox Game Pass. So that's like four <laughs> versions of that game right there. Uh, I already have the Game Boy one. I haven't actually gone out and bought Doom 2 on GBA uh, physically yet. Oh, I did rebuy Doom on 32x. Yeah. So actually. There's that. That's one. <laughs> and then we bought the Switch versions of Dooms One and Doom Two. We didn't get download codes for those. Okay. So I still think that if three. we've obtained, if you've obtained a version, it still counts as then I, for I've this lost, question. Then I lost count. You've lost count. <laughs> but but at the time when I when I said more this, than they, more than five. What, <laughs> when I when I made this video, this this PS One review video, like the Xbox Live versions had just come out. And I, I'm pretty sure those are like the last versions, because PS3 did not get Doom, classic Doom, unless you had the BFG edition of Doom Three. Well, and to be fair, we don't own. I don't think we own Jaguar Doom, Mm-mm. right? Like we don't own no. some of those like kind of oh, weirder ones. And somebody at a convention gave me PC Doom One and Doom Two. Yeah, like original Doom One, not mm-hmm. not Ultimate Doom. Um, so yeah, there's that. So. To answer your question, man, I don't know. <laughs> Do you? I think you. Oh, the Saturn version of Doom. Yeah, I bought the Saturn version of Doom. Oh, I remember. For also way, at a convention. At a convention for way too much money. Yeah. Um, I was like a little mad at you. Yeah. When you did. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's like we could have just gone on eBay. No, I. I don't know. I don't know. You don't know. I don't know. It was. I'm, I'm not sure. I see. Well, it it's over and now. I want it. It's, it's over now. And then somebody um uh, donated the PAL version. Of Doom on Saturn. Oh yeah. So I guess there's two it's more. Very sweet. <laughs> that's yeah. That's at least ten, <laughs> right? Yeah. It's. I don't know. It's hard you, to keep track. Yeah. Play it. Play it back. You let me know. <laughs> you always thought it was Doom One for N64. Yeah. The opening line to my N64 review was, "It's not just more Doom. 
And I think that's why a lot of people never played Doom 64 because they thought it was yet another uh, I mean, port. it's kind of on them for that. Exactly. No, it, that it, they should not have named it Doom 64 because no, no, that's what that meant. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Nick. In I'm the not chat saying here. it's not on Nick. I'm saying it's on. Why can't Midway? I? Midway? Yeah. Was it, yeah, that was Midway. It's on them. The, the people yeah. who made and published that game. Well, no, probably the publishers because I believe they wanted to call it the Absolution or Doom the Absolution or something like that. And I I, I feel like it was maybe an eleventh hour decision or it was a a decision from from Mount Mount High, Mount High. The, the 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 people that were pulling the strings and holding the purses said no, call it Doom sixty four. Uh, they didn't want to call it that. They probably shouldn't have called it that. But now I have a now we have a game on multiple systems. Called Doom sixty four and it's an official thing and it's a, it's beautiful yeah but um this actually is a good question I I we got to, we got one more to to cop it off and I think actually this question will cap it off because it does kind of tie into some news that happened that has happened again recently okay um but uh with the state of the industry being what it is do you ever find it difficult to maintain the level of optimism optimism you generally have for video games whether just for video or just personally. Uh, that was Aaron. Aaron off of Twitter. Um, for me, uh, yo, this industry has problems, has had problems, um, continues to have problems. Uh, it's fucking infuriating. It's exhausting when, you know, the, th- the thing that came out with Blizzard recently, it's just like, yeah, Activision Blizzard are bad. Yeah, but last year it was Ubisoft. Before that, it was EA. You know, it's like it's it, or you know, act like uh, the way I look at it is, and the way that you want to remember these games and the games that 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 nobody wants to make a bad game, but time, money, energy. Uh, I've always heard that like there are professional reviewers who review a game, say, "Oh man, it's got X, Y, and Z wrong with it," and then. That reviewer will come up to uh, a developer will come up to him and be like, "Yeah, I know about X, Y, and Z. I didn't have time to fix it. Sorry." It's just like, "No, man, I got, I know the controls suck. Oh yeah, that that one level with the you know the clipping. Yep, I know it sucks. Yeah, I've lost so much sleep about that. Mm-hmm. You have no idea how bad it used to be. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know yeah. how glitchy that one area was. Yeah, that was that was like the duct tape and, and bubble gum that we got it and then like shipped it out. And so you know you think about it like the developers. Ideally, I I think about the people that make the game. And I think about the people that are beholden to the upper management and to publishers that are in charge of je- that they just want the developers want to make a good game. The publishers and the upper management, right? They want a profitable game. That conflict is at the center of most entertainment. That's just a, a fact. Um, you know, directors want to make something good, producers want to make something profitable. A director of will work forever and spend all the money and producers sure. like no <laughs> well but how how do you keep yourself positive through through that because they're even beyond just that issue it just seems like there's no shortage of people who want to exploit other people yeah and essentially is i can, i think that's that's kind of the core issue is how do you not feel bummed out about that i guess i it is you do feel bummed out about it. I do. It, I do like feel the, bummed out. The answer. Yeah, and and but I just think think about the people that were the focus on the people that were fucking trying, and against odds, you know how especially for for games how yeah. how really difficult it is to ship a game, much less one that is functioning and good, right? Yeah. 
Um, and it's I just never like when people they go after big development companies like Activision or EA, you know, Ubisoft. They like to make fun of like it, they make them like a big punch like you know, like they're they're a punchline, right? Yeah. Uh, but then when specific games go wrong, they seem to like go after like the, the developers. And I hate the pitchfork mob that goes after after developers or people that are on the team. And it's like, it just feels like you, there's, I would like to believe that there's, if a game sucks, it's probably more on upper management and the publisher being like, make money, make money. Let's go. Yeah. Get it fast. And it, it's, it's. I, 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 not to say that all developers are great and perfect, you know. There's well, cause, and the issue isn't about necessarily bad games being made. Yeah, it's about the. Um, oh yeah, and also the. Well, if, if well, and that's what that question is referring to. Is how, I'm sorry, I was thinking more about bad games, and this is more of a question of harassment. Yeah. Uh, and and that kind of abuse. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, for that, then you know there is that like, you know, the idea of voting with your with your wallet or trying to support smaller devs. Um, it's always been true that like, you know, buying the next Call of Duty, you know, Activision doesn't need an extra 60 bucks from you, but there are absolutely uh, dev teams, you know, making games in broom closets with two other people, right? They could absolutely use that money more than them. Uh, it's it's a complicated thing and how I personally, um, I guess I personally don't really play a whole lot of uh, newer games. I personally... Um, Play play weirder stuff. I do hope that play different shit. And I do hope that because mm. we know about this stuff, and that it feels shitty to know about it, but yeah. knowing about it is actually better than what was happening, where where it was just kind of like assumed and not talked about, yeah. and the fact that people are you know like in the nineties, just in general, if you know people came out and said. I've been harassed by this person. Like, no one cared. Like, a, a lot of times they would blame that person. You know, most people would just bl- blame the person who spoke out. Yeah. And f- we've kind of turned things around as a culture enough that there is, like, a critical mass of people who do care and do want there to be fairness and in the world. And I think that that's positive. Yeah. If nothing else, <laughs> the fact that people care a little bit is... The slow progress is great. Yeah, Yeah, is good, and um, so hopefully something happens from it. I have a feeling that you know management people are just gonna have like a two week training, and then things are gonna kind of go on. And Activision Blizzard is gonna continue its weird decline that it's been on for a couple (laughs) last couple years. Yeah, and you know, well, hopefully other companies look at that and they say, "Ooh, maybe I shouldn't," you know, be shitty to brenda or whoever yeah. <laughs> you know like if nothing else knowing that there is some sort of consequence kinda maybe like- that'll maybe that will make things better and that's kind of what you have to think is just always hopefully people are moving towards something better and and don't act like one of these companies is worse than the other i think that's also where everyone we're gonna pick on ea this week we're gonna pick on ubisoft this week and now it's you know blizzard it just feels like okay it's blizzard's turn now uh, well, I mean, I, I hopefully the lawsuit hopefully actually some, goes through and yeah. there's some sort of justice, you know, probably it won't be as much as I would hope, but, you know, hopefully it does mm-hmm. make something happen. Yeah, uh, but 
to a certain degree, it sounds kind of cynical, but like these big companies, they're not your friend. You know, no. uh, don't stand companies. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, don't. Brand loyalty is fucking bullshit. Yeah. Zero percent. Do not ever buy a brand because it's just a brand. Ever. Don't. Like, no. Buy shit that is good for you, that is quality, that you want, that is interesting. It's like, that's ridiculous to me. If I can pull the back this a little, I feel like this question actually has a, a larger question that I, I feel like I can answer better. Um, I'm a positive person and you, I've maintained that positivity not because I run away from negative things and I pretend like, you know, awful shit doesn't happen. Because to me, that's like, that, I, that, that's like, that's cowardice to pretend like everything's great. Everything's fine. Everything's happy. To me, staying positive is uh, acknowledging that it's a tough world out there. It is an unjust world out there. Um, and in the face of that saying, I'm still going to be happy. That I'm not, I'm not going to let that slow me down. Or I'm going to try not to let it slow me down. But to say, you know, in the face of all of this injustice, in the face of all the shit that is not fair, in the, sh- in the face of all that sucks, it's so like, yeah, I acknowledge it. But I refuse to let it beat me. And I'm going to stay positive And I'm going to keep going. Yeah. And if nothing else, we can put something out into the world that makes people smile and gives them a little break from the other stuff. That's really the, uh, yeah, I I don't have the, my answer, that's my only answer is like, I just keep going. It's not really a good answer. A better answer is I don't have the answers. Mm -hmm. But what I can do is I can make a video and tell you something really fun and really goofy. And if it gives you 10, 15, 20 minutes to catch your breath. Because all that shit's going to be there. All that bad stuff that you got going on in your life, it's still going to be there. But if I can put it on pause, just a little bit, so that you can then get back to it, then I feel like I'm doing my job. Then I feel like I'm doing something worthwhile in this world. Yeah. With that being said, yeah, everything's great. And that's the end of the podcast. <laughs> we, uh, <laughs> we got two dogs that are exhausted. And oh my God, all right. Launchpad's head looks like it's like gravity is twice his che- when did he have cheeks this big they're squishing his I, it's actually it's time for me to give him a shave again i think oh, okay he's, yeah he's getting a little shaggy mm-hmm. little cutie guy oh someone boy. said the hd dvd vid helping get out of hard places yeah i mean thank you yeah we're, we're not we're not an advice <laughs> podcast but yeah just you, you got you like talking about burnout and all of that, you got to be able to, you have to be able to pause. You have to be yeah. able to step away for a second. Please, please get sleep as well as you can. Mm-hmm. You know, do what you need to do to sleep. And also see a, th- see a therapist, man. And hopefully you're able to get eat regularly. Because th- those really are like the basic. Yeah. Try and exercise a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and break. eat a green thing maybe well, once a day. What about once a day? I mean, yeah, uh, yeah. The, I mean, every the, depending day. on the brand, the green gummy bears are pretty good. No, You're no. right. No. <laughs> <laughs> green M and M's. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Green M and M's. Or play Burnout Paradise. That's or play also Burnout Three. Cool. Burnout Three is goddamn. Goddamn Burnout Three. Hey, we're like at a tight hour. Look at this. Yeah. I think let's actually cut it here at a, at a tight sixty minutes. Okay. We've gone over almost every single episode before yeah. this. So stay powerful. Again, yeah, we're gonna be back um August 9th. Well, we're gonna be recording August 9th. Uh this will go I'll go live August 10th. 
And, uh, yeah, because we're going to go to Alaska, visit family for the first time in a while. And, um, yeah, we got to get some Halo going. I'm sorry. I forgot about that. Okay. Kill the Halo squad. Have a good night. Everybody take Stay care. Stay powerful. Take care. And stop skeletons from fighting. Whoa. I mean, stop skeletons from podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> good night. Good night.